Hey, dealmakers, welcome to the show where it's all about financial freedom with real estate. Let's do this. You're listening to the Financial Freedom with Real Estate Investing podcast, hosted by Garrett Lynch and Michael Blanc, where we talk all about how you can achieve financial independence through apartment building investing. Whether you're just starting out or you want to scale your syndication business, this is the show for you. Today, it's just me. I'm going to talk about building wealth in the year 2024. And we all want financial freedom, generational wealth. The problem sometimes is how do we get started? Like, how do we actually get started, you know, logically? A lot of people, a lot of people say, you know, Michael, I am just now, I'm light years away from investing. Like, do you have any simple advice? So I'm going to go, I'm going to start all the way from the beginning of someone who's not invested at all, has no, no idea of how to invest in anything. And I'm going to just paint the steps all the way from that particular step all the way through actually getting started in syndications. There's a lot of steps in between. And sometimes we gloss over those steps and I want to address those. And maybe you'll recognize yourself somewhere in there where you're like, oh, that's me right there. And then you'll know where to get started. And maybe some of this advice, you might really help some of your, your friends and coworkers who are asking you the same question because you're a step or so ahead. So hopefully you'll find this, this episode helpful in all those regards and how to go from where you are right now to becoming financial free and generating generational wealth. Before we get in the show, I want to do a shout out to Ola Dantes, who left us a review on Amazon for the yellow book. And she says, as an avid listener to the podcast and a fellow podcaster and apartment building investor myself, I can unequivocally say that I learned a ton from this book. If you're thinking of starting your journey in the game, but this book and just follow the steps and don't cut corners. I love that so much. Thanks for, for reading the book, Ola, and thanks for leaving us a review. If you have not checked out the book yet, go to the Amazon, check it out. It's called Financial Freedom with Real Estate, just the same as this title of the podcast. Check that out as well. Also, if you enjoy this podcast, we want to reach more people. Just refer this, share this with someone else. Maybe it's a friend or neighbor or coworker. Say, hey, Check out this podcast. I know it's about apartment buildings, but I'm really interested in stuff. I think it really could be for me. Check it out and give it a listen. I appreciate it. We want to reach more people. That would be a great way to do that. So the question is, we want financial freedom, right? We, we want to control our time. We want passive income. But sometimes we're starting off in a spot where we feel like we're light years away from doing that as well. Or maybe we have friends we do, and we want to help them kind of get to that point where they can start investing. So I just want to start from scratch, really, because... The first step here in building financial freedom and generational wealth is that we have to take care of the financial fundamentals first. And sometimes we get people who join our mentoring program and whatever, and they don't have the financial house in order. And this is a real problem because if you don't, you're kind of like, you're, you're, not, you're trying to make progress in a boat that's got a leak in it, right? And so you're, you're spending all this effort. Meanwhile, your boat's filling up with water. And this is sometimes if you don't have your financial house in order, it can really drag you down. So what does that really mean in step one? to get your financial house in order. So fundamentally, this means living within your means. If you're struggling with that, it means living within a budget. Now, I hate living on a budget. That's awful. But I did it for many, many, many years. In fact, I'd even do it to now because it really, sometimes you feel like you're out of control. You got credit card debt is high. You got student loans. You got, you got car payments. You got your mortgage. And you just feel like you're stuck. You can never get out of it. And it's, it's basically this fundamental feeling of a lack of control. And I want to talk to you right now if you're in that spot right now. It's an awful place to be in because you feel like you're never getting out. There's nothing you can do. And I want to tell you that there is something that you can do to get out of it. And it's it's relatively simple, sometimes hard to do as many things are. You have to be face the brutal facts of how much are you making? 
And it doesn't really matter if you're minimum wage or you're making $150,000 a year. People are always complaining about living paycheck to paycheck. So whether you're a minimum wage or you're $150,000 a year, the problem is always the same. It really is. If you're making six figures right now, you really don't feel like you're any better off than you were 10, 15, 20 years ago. And this is because in America, at least, we allow our lifestyle to expand with our increased income. And this is a major problem. And, and so let's get ourselves out of that. And the first thing you do that is you got to be clear about what you're currently spending. You got to create a monitor the last three months and create a spreadsheet or, or use some kind of software to, to show, hey, what are you spending every single month? What are you spending on your house, on your car, on your discretionary income? What are your, your utility bills? Really get clear on what you're, what you're spending. That's number one. That's step number one. Do that first. Once you have that in place, try to figure out how you can slowly reduce that. And it's, you're not reducing it by a lot. You're reducing it by maybe 5 or 10%. But the point is this. Moving forward, you're now going to watch your expenses moving forward. And that's the biggest thing. A lot of times I've found that simply once you measure something, it automatically becomes optimized because you're watching it. And the, the reason things get out of control is we have no idea what we're spending. We're like, my gosh, I just got paid. I don't know where all the money went. And so simply tracking your money results in a better outcome. You don't even have to do anything special except for track it. So why don't you track it and figure out what you're spending and then figure out, hey, maybe what we can do without. The point is this, you cannot invest if you are not saving some money. Now, I've also find in addition to saving money, the law of reciprocity is you gotta start giving. And it, it's, a, it's a matter of generous. If you wanna be a generous, if you wanna receive more, you have to give more. I've experienced this in my life. It's also biblical, of course, but I've also observed that the tighter I hold on to something, now imagine this, you have two fists and you're holding on tight to whatever you think is yours. If you're holding on tight with closed fists, you don't have the open hands to receive. And I found that by giving and, and being generous, your hands are open to receive more. I have found that the more generous I am, the more I am blessed to receive more. Give it a shot if you haven't done experience before. And, and you know, the, the Bible talks about tithing, and that's cool. It's a good, it's a good number. But if, if you're not giving anything right now, then don't start with 10%. That's too big of a number. Start with something. Start with a dollar amount or a small percentage. Start with 1%, whatever the case may be. So, so the easiest way to do that where it doesn't see any pain is you create an open another open account. You automatically tack off the $50, $100 a month, whatever you're going to do, and just let it accumulate in that account. This, by the way, is the same principle on the savings account. What I want you to start thinking about is how do you pay yourself first? Paying yourself first means savings, that you use for investing later on, and also giving. 30% is a good number. 10% for giving, 20% for savings. How can you take 30% off the top over time? Give yourself a year if you have to. Give yourself two years. I don't care. Create two accounts. One is a giving account, and one is a savings account. And create an automatic draft from your normal income account as expense off the top, okay? And start moving money over that. And then look at it every quarter. And ratchet up slowly, right? Don't go all the way 30% right from the start. That's too big. Don't do that. Start a smaller amount. So you need savings, okay? You need savings for several different reasons. One is you need to you need to eliminate consumer debt. It is awful in our in our country. Consumer debt is really bad. I think the average consumer debt is like $100,000, and that includes student debt, credit card debts, car payments, excludes house payments, 100 grand on average. That's crazy. You know what also with the average savings rate is when you're 65? Also $100,000. Hmm, do the math. So your net worth is zero when you're 65? Man, that's awesome, awful. 
So you got to stop, you got to eliminate consumer debt. And the way you do it is by taking that excess, that savings, and you're putting it towards the debt. So if your credit card has a 15% interest rate, it is the best return you're ever going to get is a 15% return to pay down your, your credit card debt. Now, because you're watching what you're spending, you're also going to watch what you spend. Therefore, you're not going to add on to more consumer debt. And now you're certainly starting to eat away at it. Once you've done that, you create an emergency fund. Three to six months is, is great way to start because something happens you lose your job or something like that, the wheels don't come off, right? You have the money to dip into. And so having an emergency fund is, is key. So those are some of the basics. I just want to talk to some of the basics. You may want to check out Dave Ramsey's program called Peace University. It really talks about eliminating consumer debt, creating an emergency fund, creating a budget, all that stuff. Even if you're, a, like I said, a six-figure ear earner, most people cannot do this properly today. And like I said earlier, you're trying to do a syndication and create financial freedom, all that stuff. Like, okay, that's really hard to do when you have six figures in consumer debt, okay? And you don't have an emergency fund. Like you gotta take care of that first. So you have to start saving so that you can invest, right? Now, let me give you an example of how important saving, let's say you save $100 per month. If you save $100 per month on anything, it's like buying a single family house. Imagine buying a single family house, okay, townhouse, something like that, and it generates $100 in free cash flow every single month. You saving $100 is like buying a freaking house that generates $100 extra. Now, what's easier to do? You shaving $100 off or buying and maintaining a house? Uh, you guessed it. Now, of course, you don't get the tax saving off, but it's the easiest thing to do. It's something you can do in 30 to 60 days, and you can do that again and do $200. So in other words, saving and, and cutting some of expenses is the easiest thing to do. You should do that and, and really take a look at that. And it really drags you down. So get your step one is really to get your financial house in, in order. Now you can do these things simultaneously. You can actually start uh, getting into syndication apartment buildings while you're doing that. I just wanna make sure that you over time get your financial house in order because it will accelerate the financial freedom as well. If you're interested in passively investing in multifamily syndications, we'd love to hear from you. Go to nighthawkequity.com, click the join button and join our investment club. Fill out a short form. And then you can have a call with us and we'd be happy to share with you some of our upcoming investment opportunities we have. That's nighthawkequity.com. Talk to you soon. Now, step two is once you have savings, okay? You got your savings and you're, you're starting to eliminate your, your consumer debt and you have some emergency funds and now you have some money, okay? You have an account and you're accumulating, you're like, man, I got like 10 grand in there, 20 grand. What do you do with it, okay? And that's when things get a little more interesting. And right now with high interest rates, you may want to consider a money market account, you know, between four and 5%. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. The other one that's really easy to do is ETFs. Charles Schwab and, and Fidelity, all these companies make it really easy to get in these low fee ETFs. ETFs are, are stocks and bonds, and you can you know pick different configurations. And again, you just have an automatic transfer going into that every single month, and they have a way to automatically invest that. Once you set it, it's forget it, right? It's just, it's just accumulating. It's like your, your 401k. If your employer matches the 401k, that's also another great place to invest. Again, you can only do that if you're taking money off the top, right? If you're, if you're not, if all your money, if you're spending all your money and you have to pay interest on all your debt, you're not gonna have anything left over to invest. I just wanna put this in perspective, even though saving is very important, and that's why I spend so much time on it. If you, let's say you want $80,000 when you retire, the 4% rule means that once you retire, you can sell only out 4% of your principal so you don't deplete your principal over time. So if you want to have $80,000, you need to save $2 million. Now, 
Okay, just want to remind, that's after tax. Okay, so you have to have $2 million saved after tax. And that's so if you sell a bunch of stock that you held for 20 years, you're going to pay a hefty capital gains. I'm talking about this is money you can spend. Okay, so also, this is now, right? In today's dollars. So let's say you're planning for 30 years. You're not going to need $2 million. You're going to, you're going to need $5 million to have the equivalent of $80,000 per year. Now, the odds are against you because the average American has about $100,000 saved when they're 65 years old. That's sad. Okay, that's sad. 100K is not going to get you to $80,000. So the odds are stacked against you that you can save yourself there. There's popular methods like the FIRE method. FIRE method is brutal. It's, it basically has save 50% or more and live broke. So you can retire when you're 30 and then you continue living broke. So you don't draw down your principles. So basically, you're, you're going to live broke until you're 60 years old. What is the point of that? That is the dumbest thing I've ever, ever heard. Holy smokes, is that bad? I mean, where is the fun in that? And how long is that going to take? Like, I don't want retirement in 30 years while I live broke in 30 years. Now, look, you should definitely save and invest the way I just described. It's just It just makes a lot of sense. And this is also how you get started. And it's not glamorous. It's just very systematic. The easiest way to do it is to take some amount of money into another account and you watch it every quarter and every year and you slowly increase and you let that money grow. You give it away and then you start accumulating your savings and then you start investing in simple things like money market and stocks. Okay. Now, having said all that, it is still not going to get you to financial freedom for the reasons I mentioned earlier. It is very difficult slash impossible to save yourself to maintain the lifestyle you want. You got to do something else. And so what is it that you're going to do? Okay. The answer, of course, is Real estate. You read Rich Dad Poor Dad, it talks about real estate, you know, and that's how we achieve financial freedom. Of course, Robert Kiyosaki is mostly silent on how to do that. And so the reader is left to their own devices. And if anything like me, when I read that book, I'm like, huh, well, I got to flip a house. I got to wholesale a house. I got to landlord a house. Single family house is, is, is the equivalent to real estate investing. But there's problems with all those things, right? You, as you know, wholesaling, you don't need any money. So that's cool. People say, oh, I don't need money. I can make money with real estate. Don't need money. That's true. If I'm flipping a house, I need money, okay? But I solve that problem by raising the money and paying investors 12% interest. Even back in the day, we did that, and it was very relatively easy to raise that kind of money, okay? So it wasn't really that hard to raise the money, but the problem with flipping is if I'm not buying and fixing and selling, I'm not making money. Therefore, it's not passive. And worse, once I sell the house, it's not kicking off passive income. That's not what Robert Kiyosaki talks about, so it can't be flipping either. Ah, I got the solution. How about that landlord? I implement the Burr method, right? A landlord, well, shoot, if every house kicks off $200 in free cash flow, which is generous, try to do that somewhere, okay? And I want $10,000 a month. I got 50 houses I'm gonna have to buy and maintain. Holy smokes, are you kidding me? How much work is that? And so the problem with single family house investing is you can't make enough passive income to cover your living expenses. You can't scale it. And so the question is, how do you solve this? And the answer is, of course, apartments. Whenever I say apartments, people go, oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I got that. I heard about this before, but that's a super advanced strategy. Let me do five years of single family house investing. I know it's not going to get me there. Uh, and then I'm going to graduate to apartments. I'm going to get some experience and I'm going to take my money I make. And I'm going to, I'm going to basically put it into apartments. That's how I'm going to get into apartments, Michael. I'm like, well, you know, that's not a bad plan, but it's unnecessary. You don't need to do that. I thought the same thing. I said, Hey, I'm going to flip some houses and I'm going to get into apartments buildings. But then I discovered you don't need to do any of that. Today, we teach people how to get in apartments without any previous real estate experience at all. In fact, I would love nothing more than to hear from you going, Michael, I, I saw this video. I went to your free master class. It's called Apartments 101. 
And I saw the video and my gosh, I read your book and I am a believer. I'm just going to go right into apartments. I would love nothing more to hear from you with that because you don't need five or 10 years of single family house investing experience. It can get you right into apartment building. There's a few tricks I talk about in Apartments 101 on how to overcome your lack of experience as well, of course, your lack of money. I don't assume you have a bunch of money in a bank to buy a million dollar plus apartment building, right? Because you're going to raise it from people like, Michael, oh, I, I don't think I can raise money. I've never done that. I certainly don't want to beg my friends and family for money. What if I lose it? I talk about all that in the, in the Apartments 101. It's a very common objection and myth. I will tell you that both of those are gigantic myths. And I'm going to talk about that in the masterclass. So check it out. It's at apartments101.co.co, apartments101.co. It's four videos, totally free. Just watch them. I beg you, please watch those things because it's a, it's a great way to break into the apartments game. And most people are literally able to quit their jobs in six to 18 months. Okay, six to 18 months. Now, still once you get your financial house in order, but you can do them simultaneously. Okay, but just make sure if you don't have the financial house in order that you still do that, but you don't have to wait five years until you get all your ducks in order and all your, all your debt paid off. So watch that video right now and learn more about that. Also, as you know, we have our annual event and it's called Dealmaker Live. That's coming up in April in Atlanta. So check that out, Dealmaker Live event. Grab your tickets. Uh, I think they're going to be in super early bird. Grab those tickets while they're super, super, super affordable. That's dealmakerliveevent.com. And that's a really great way. It's really geared towards people who have never done a deal before. How do you break in? How do you analyze deals? How do you raise money? How do you pick markets? All that stuff is really in there. So check that out as well. So that's how you create wealth in 2024, my friends. Get your finances in order and get started with apartments. It's a magical thing to do where you can get started without experiencing your own money. I just love this thing. It works for so many different people from all walks of life. So check it out. Check out Departments 101. And I will catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Take the next step toward financial freedom by downloading Michael's free ebook, The Secret to Raising Money to Buy Your First Apartment Building. Head over to themichaelblock.com slash ebook to get the free training.